Hello, and welcome to this new episode of the Deep Penetration Podcast. If this is your first time here or visiting, welcome. Um, and yes, you heard it right. It is called Deep Penetration. Um, and there's a couple of reasons for that, but we can get into that stuff later. If you don't know who I am, my name is Danny, and I am a self-esteem and love coach. Um, I particularly focus on the LGBTQ plus community. However, uh, this is an all-inclusive podcast and channel. So even if you are not part of the community and you just want to, you know, learn a little bit or, or you know, get educated, by all means, um, I think that is great and i think that having that information and that knowledge is super amazing um, i'm sure even if you were not part of the community you know somebody who is um so either way like i said every single person is welcome to this podcast but for me a lot of the subject matter and what i talk about is you know the the issues that we face within the community um experiences that we share and even just general stigmas or or things that I personally feel we have to work through together as a community. And again, that's the whole reason for why it's called deep penetration, right? One, because it's a punny, it's a pun and it's funny. And and two, because, you know, it's it's always good to go below the surface and try to unpack the reasons behind things. Now, that's not to say that every single episode is going to get super deep. Um, some will, some won't. Um, some of them is just general subject matter that we talk about, general communication skills, being able to navigate arguments within relationships, those types of things. Um, and then some episodes will go a little bit deeper, right? Well, we'll have conversations about shame and rejection and, and self-identity and self-esteem and all of those types of things. But for this episode in particular, I wanted to talk about what to do if you are the person who cheated, Right. And the reason why I'm doing this episode is because I'm kind of, it's a follow-up episode to an episode that I did previously, if you tuned in, and it was what to do if you were cheated on. So I wanted to provide perspective from both sides and to essentially have a conversation with the individual, yourself, if you're watching this, um, or maybe not, just if you're somebody who has never cheated, that's fine, but at least gaining a new perspective and trying to understand what people who have been cheated on or have cheated go through. Um, I wanted to provide some, some advice, some recommendations, some tips, if you were the person who cheated. I think so often there is a lot of information and there's a lot of support and there's a lot of articles on what to do if you were cheated on. And that's completely understandable. I get that. That experience in and of itself is very painful for the person who has been betrayed. But so often we forget about the person who was unfaithful. And there is usually a reason. Whether that reason is acceptable to you or not, that's completely different because that is your subjective experience and your subjective um opinion, essentially, but at the end of the day, that individual who committed the infidelity is also having a subjective experience, is also experiencing something that can result in feeling very guilty and shameful and and frustrated with themselves. You know, so often the people that I speak to who have committed infidelity for the first time, I'm clarifying that for the first time, um, have a lot of remorse and have a lot of guilt and have a lot of shame. And Oftentimes, it comes from the 
inability to understand how to navigate their emotions and then how to communicate the way in which they are feeling in a way that is receptive to their partner, right? In a way that their partner is willing to receive that information. Um, communication plays a huge part in this. And so often, especially in the community, I think a lot of the decisions that we make is tied to our experiences growing up and coming out and and trying to um, find community and be accepted and validated and all of these things. So the what I hear most often from people who have cheated on their partner is, I was afraid that if I told them, they would leave me. Um, and I didn't know how to handle that. And, you know, you may say, well, that's a very selfish way of thinking. And I understand that, you know, I think to a degree that that does have a layer or a level of selfishness. But if you really look at that and you go deeper, it's that fear of rejection. It's that near need for validation and attention and affection and acceptance that drives us to make those decisions. And then after it's over, it's that kind of light bulb moment of shit, what did I just do? And then all the guilt and the remorse and the shame comes flooding in. So if you are the person who has cheated in the relationship, the very first thing that I always recommend is to, again, take a step back and reflect on the situation. Why are you in this position? Why did you feel that that was the only alternative? Why did you feel that communicating your your needs was not going to result in any change within the relationship. Maybe you feel like you did communicate that and nothing changed. Is it possible that you may have communicated it in the wrong way? Is it possible that your partner was not willing to listen? Is it possible that you didn't try a different way of communicating that, you know? Reflection. That's that's first and foremost. Number 2. If you decide to try to reconcile the relationship and you want to try to make it up to your partner, there are no ifs, ands, and buts about it. You have to end the affair if this is something that is ongoing, if this is something that you know you guys are still in communication, any of those things, it has to end because that is the only way that you're going to be able to repair and reconcile the relationship with your current partner. The third thing is you have to be completely transparent and open with your partner about what happened. I know it's hard. I know it is one of the most difficult things to do, especially if you are a person who is non-confrontational. But that transparency and that that openness about the situation, it serves two purposes. Number one, it gets it off your chest and and kind of frees you from the burden of having to keep that secret because that can affect you negatively over an extended period of time, right? Um, as queer individuals, we spend 
at least a portion of our lives, a majority of us, repressing our feelings and hiding our, our identity and trying to pretend to be something that we are not just to fit in to a societal expectation or a familial expectation or a religious expectation, whatever the case may be. So when we do things in our life that contribute to that repression, it causes self-inflicted wounds right? So releasing yourself of that burden is super important. But what that also does is it gives your partner full autonomy and the ability to make a decision whether they want to stay in the relationship or not. And I know that that's hard because you don't want them to leave, but we also have to acknowledge and say, I made this decision. I'm taking full accountability for it. And whatever my partner decides to do, that is their decision. I respect that decision, right? There are repercussions to our actions. And I hate to say that because it sounds so parental, but at the end of the day, it is true. So again, two parts. It allows you to let that go. And number two, it allows your partner to make a educated um, and just general decision for themselves, whether this is something that they want to do or work on or not. The other part of this, right? So the the fourth part, I think it is, um, is understanding and having a grasp on the reality of the situation. You know, I think so often there is this kind of, um, how do I put this? This kind of like inflated way of looking at the situation, you know, like, okay, my partner said they're going to be willing to work on this. You know, we're going to, we're going to make it, we're going to be okay. And it's okay to be hopeful. It's okay to have that, that, that drive and that determination to make things work. But we also have to be realistic and understanding that we are humans, we have emotions, and they go up and down. And especially in a situation like this, where deep harm has been um, inflicted on your partner, there are going to be times where they don't even want to look at you, they don't want to talk to you, they don't want to do any of those things. And that's going to be very difficult to manage and to handle. So having that realistic expectation and exercising patience and compassion, not only for your partner in that moment, but also for yourself. Because if you are experiencing shame, regret, remorse, we are our own harshest critics. So whenever your partner does not give you that validation that you are seeking, that the that there is progress happening in the relationship, you will probably start to criticize yourself and beat yourself up and do all those types of things, which leads to frustration, which leads to anger, which leads to fights, which leads to difficulty repairing the relationship. So being patient with yourself and being patient with your partner. Now look, the process of reconciliation from infidelity is a very, very long process. And these are just, you know, very quick recommendations and tools and and suggestions that I'm giving you in order to be able to navigate and manage the situation as best as you can in this moment. But it's going to be a process. It's a journey. It's not a, a quick marathon. And I just want to be clear about that. Right. So if you feel like you need more support, if you feel like you need help because you are in this situation, feel free to reach out. I work with people all the time in this situation. You are not alone. Um, but the one thing that I tell people is that if you are going to work on the relationship, you have to take accountability. So if you are unwilling to take accountability and you're just going to blame your partner for everything that happened, it's not likely that the relationship will work. And it's likely that you might repeat the same mistake again. So consciousness, um, empathy, 
understanding, all of these things are going to be a very, are going to be key points or, you know, key parts of being able to move past the infidelity if that is something that you want to do. Um, if your partner decides to not want to work on the relationship, if you choose to not tell your partner about the infidelity, then that's a totally different conversation. But I wanted to provide you with some resources and suggestions that you can use in this moment. But again, if you feel like you need more, feel free to reach out. Um, I will provide all the information that you need in regards to contacting me. Um, I also have a course specifically on infidelity, navigating infidelity, repairing the relationship, reconciling, understanding how to you know, resolve conflict post infidelity. So if that is something that you feel like you need, um, I will also provide a link for that down below. Again, Thank you so much for joining me, um, whether you are watching or you are listening. Um, make sure that you are subscribing to the podcast if this is something that you feel you find to be helpful. It supports the podcast. It supports the channel. Um, and I greatly appreciate your support. Feel free to leave a comment if you have any questions. Um, but other than that, I will see you guys in the next episode. And I hope you are having an amazing day.